Welcome back to Beyond the Uniform. I'm Justin Nasiri, and of course, each week, normally I meet with military veterans about their civilian career, what they do, how they got there, and advice on how to do the same. Uh, it is 6 a.m. on uh, Friday, September 10th. I got an email from Janelle Hanf. Uh, longtime listeners know that Janelle runs all of our social media. She is absolutely awesome and has done so much to grow beyond the uniform. Uh, but Janelle emailed me and said, Justin, you were USNA class of 2002, right? Have you ever done a recording of reflecting on 9-11 and how that must have impacted your mindset as a rising young naval officer? Um, you know, it's something I don't, um, I'll just kind of name that, uh, you know, both with what's going on in Afghanistan, uh, 9-11, I feel like a lot of these these topics I generally shy away from. I don't know why. I feel like just stick to my, my swim lane. But I think that in, in honor of uh, the anniversary of 9-11, I did want to share my experience. And, of course, I'm sure that most listeners have their own story to share. But um, wanted to, to share my um reflection as well in the moment on a Friday morning before it gets too crazy here at the office. So I was um, in the at the Naval Academy. I was a senior. I was a first class uh, when 9-11 occurred. And I was, it was in our first, uh, first semester. I was part of the brigade staff. So the, the top, what, six to eight leaders of the, of the school. And there was actually a summit held at West Point. I don't know if they do this every year or if it was just something unique there, but there was a summit where the brigade staffs or whatever they call them at West Point and Air Force um, from all, all service academies met at West Point for a leadership conference. And so I remember on September, it would have been 9th or 10th, we piled into a van or into maybe a couple cars and drove from Annapolis to West Point. And along the way, we um, we drove and we're looking at the skyline and, and no exaggeration, we're commenting on the Twin Towers and how they dominated the skyline. And so we drove up to West Point and uh, 24 of these top leaders were meeting together and discussing different things and I remember one of the um, West Point one of the officers assigned to West Point ran like ran, literally ran into the room saying turn on the TV turn on the TV and um, there was a TV in the the conference room that we were in and like most people who can remember just could not make sense of what we were seeing and I, I think the first thoughts that I had was that this must be some sort of operator error there there must have just been like a tragic who knows how that would happen but must have just been some sort of mistake and so we watched for maybe five or ten minutes and then turned it off and tried to resume and then someone I don't know if it was the same person or someone else came in and said like you need to turn it back on and that was when the second plane had hit and I think that that was a moment of realization for all of us that this was not uh, isolated mistake this was this was part of some coordinated effort and um, I'm just trying to, to remember back to what that felt probably the same as as many people but um I think uh, complete shock, 
the the images we were seeing felt like it like images that I had associated with third world countries of people covered in soot and debris and and helplessly terrified running away like just things that I'd seen before but had always put in the context of a, of a third world country and to realize that was literally in our backyard in that moment was um, I think terrifying and then also of course the anger that goes along with that and the uh, resolve of um, wanting justice wanting wanting um, someone to be held accountable and um, I think at that point you know I think I, I remember feeling a strong urge to get back to our our closer tribe our the people that we were leading in the sense of of I mean this was an absolute crisis and wanting to be back at home base to contribute and serve in whatever way needed to to see through that and um I do know that we took a different route back home back to the Naval Academy that did not take us past the skyline but I remember on that drive thinking of that of how those that 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 skyline would be forever changed um and i think that there was a lot of uncertainty that i remember at the naval academy at the time of just what was next what was was were we a target what was you know what was coming next um i think a lot of uncertainty of what this meant like this i mean this meant we were at war this likely in this changed um the backdrop of what up until then had been going to class and preparing for something on the horizon. It felt much more immediate. Um, and I also remember driving in DC in subsequent weeks or in, or in Maryland, you have all of those open tree lined freeways with, with overpasses. And I remember from the overpasses, the number of American flags being seen and, um, just a sense of connection and solidarity. I think that there was just a, this hangover aftermath where I just felt like whatever petty differences had been there a few days before, every person who was in America I had much more in common with than I thought I had days before and just kind of put to bed a lot of... Um, what might have been infighting or division or judgment or or um, separate separateness viewing viewing myself and others as separate and it felt feeling much more um, connected and unified and in in it together um, and you know of course I went into to submarines so oftentimes I'll say like you know with with Afghanistan in particular that was not really that was a, a backdrop of my service, but it wasn't it wasn't the area in which I was operating. But I I know that it you know obviously played a big role in the background of wanting to contribute in some way in some part do do the piece that we were dealt and, and contribute in some way. Um, I would love to to hear your stories. I'm sure that there are many many different perspectives and. Um, I, you know, I, I would hope that on this day that we, one, look back on just the incredible sacrifices made that day by so many people who serve, uh, men and women in the police and fire department and 
uh, hospitals and, you know, just everyday citizens who did what they could in that moment to, to ease suffering and to help and to, to, to respond to that immediate crisis. And certainly remembering all of the lives that were lost on that day, the families affected, the, the um, people who's through friendship or family or colleagues, like their lives were ever, forever changed and those, those who passed away that day. Um, but I also imagine that many of you this story may have played as one of the starting points for your service. And, and I've interviewed countless men and women who joined and that this was the impetus for that. And so grateful for those of you who felt stirred up and, and, and desiring to move forward. And then even those of you where this may not have affected your decision to serve, also just realizing the, the, the story I have, which is, you know, joining the military after 9-11 was, was, I imagine, very different than joining before it when war and conflict was something going on in another place, not, not at home. Um, those are my thoughts. Uh, Janelle, thank you for the prompt to record some quick musings and ramblings, and we'll have a new episode on Monday in our traditional format. Take care.